Welcome to Nicole Zizi On Air, hosted by artist and designer, Nicole Zizi. Here we talk transparently about all things creative, from entrepreneurship, art, music, design, tech, sustainability, business ownership, and much more. Stick around to hear from creatives of all walks of life as they intimately share their experiences, tips, and advice. Welcome everyone to episode two of Nicole Zizi on Air. I'm your host, Nicole Zizi. Today we have a special guest. He is a photographer. He is also an art director. His name is Kwame Lee. Hey Kwame, how are you doing today? Hey Nicole, I'm doing good. How are you doing there? I'm doing pretty good. It's Juneteenth. I'm pretty excited about today. Yeah, it's I'm my first time celebrating it. Definitely. Me as well. I mean, I've known about it. But like, I feel like collectively speaking, this is the first time that we've all kind of been like on board together. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard about it maybe like over the past one or two years, but my family's not American, so we don't really follow American traditions. I'm Haitian. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so like you probably understand, like we don't we we mostly celebrate Haitian Independence Day, which is like January. Yeah, in January. <laughs> yeah, nah. I I got introduced to this um in college. I was studying Africana studies as my minor, and um, you know, I ended up learning a lot more about like American heritage and just like the Black experience around the world. So, um, but even still, it's not something that's like been super celebrated. It's actually pretty new still. So it's cool to see that everyone's kind of falling in line. You know, a few years ago, we stopped kind of collectively celebrating Thanksgiving, and I was like, oh wow, like you know we're we're getting there. I, I I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's a great step. I didn't know some people stopped celebrating Thanksgiving, but that's great too. Yeah, I mean like There's a lot of history behind that. Exactly. I feel like it's it's I mean, people still do the dinner and stuff, but like there's way less emphasis, at least around a lot of black people that I've come to know and like just the social groups, even through like my courses and the people that I've come to a place with, like, there's less emphasis on, like, the actual holiday Thanksgiving, you know, it's no more yeah. turkey day. Like, all right, we're going to have dinner this year. But we know that some craziness went down, and we're celebrating something crazy when we actually sit down and, like, you know, honor Christopher Columbus and all that. Yeah, so it's not really about honoring Christopher Columbus anymore. It's more just, like, we're just going to make this our turn-up day. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Or if we do, we're going to make it a turn-up day. If not, then we're not going to celebrate it, period. Yeah. Yeah. So you you just brought up Africana studies. You went to school? Yeah. Um, I went to college at the University of Central Florida for art and business. You know, as you know, like being Haitian and like first generation, like, you know, there's a really big emphasis for you to go to school, go to college and everything. It wasn't really, I mean, I was always smart and like, it wasn't that school was hard, but like, I, I just never really wrapped my brain around going to college to get a job that I probably would hate and all that stuff. Like it just wasn't really for me. So, uh, I mean, I was doing, I've been doing music for a really long time. So, um, since I was about like 15, 16, um, like I started like recording music and, um, like doing music production and stuff like that. Um, and like when I was younger, like I learned how to play a lot of instruments and I used to sing and dance and act and all that crazy stuff. And when I got to college, I was going to be a doctor at first. And then I realized, hey, you know, let me just do what I want. 
I'm away from my parents. And I kind of just really dove in. And I say, like, my junior slash senior year of college is when I picked up uh, photography. And it's kind of been, like, just on go ever since. So you started with music. That's how you first got into creating art? Yeah. I've been doing music production. Well, now it's more so on and off since photography has been the focus. But I still still do a little bit of, like, A&R and more so, like, sequencing for, like, a lot of artists, um, up-and-coming artists, like, music. And I do a little consulting here and there. And I've been, since this downtime has been, like, giving me so much more freedom i've been starting to record again but um basically i was i was working more so in like the rap hip-hop scene and um when i got to college because i left like you know south florida it's it's finally now starting to jump when i was in college it wasn't really anything there so i decided like you know the best the next best thing i could do is travel and take pictures of people and that'd be great for networking and i was also doing artist management at the time um and this was like my yeah, about my sophomore, the end of my sophomore year of college into my junior year, I decided to like, you know, go full time into trying to like manage artists while in school. And um, I ended up, I ended up getting a few contacts and I got to travel to New York, but somewhere in between there, like someone told me, like one of my friends told me like, oh, you have a really like creative eye. Um, you know, maybe you should like look into it a bit more. And I started playing around a bit more with it and people started asking me to do shoots for them. And it kind of just started like building up from there. And before I knew it, it was more emphasis on just me as a photographer, like on the creative side of things versus like being at all these music events and trying to network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the first time I came across your page, your Instagram was called like shot by NFL, right? Yeah. Yeah. My first impression was you being a photographer, but most creatives have some type of other background besides what people more than likely know them for. Yeah. Me personally, like similar to you, where before I went to college, I was in the music scene. I was doing music. I think a lot of people in South Florida was just in music because that's what's most accessible for Black people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting to notice that. And I feel like music is just a part of us. Like, it's it's really just natural expression at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and at least I, I always think, like, I feel like everything started to open up more for us, especially being from down south. Because, like, you know, being from, if you're in New York, there's always these these opportunities in front of you. You can go to a high school that will teach you how to do fashion. You can, you know, go to music production high school. They have all these big wigs around that are literally looking for specifically like black youth so that they can kind of like assimilate into their companies and their, their own structures. But down South, it's not really, there's not too much creative capacity. So I think music has always been that vehicle. Like we, you know, we always had, we always had somebody come out the South. Yeah. It's hood. Yeah, Plies, you know, T. Yeah, T. Pain, Rick Ross, Trina. That's all we have. Daddy, like we don't know any. Like, there's not. We there probably are some, but we we don't really see that many photographers or designers or anyone really else coming out from the south, really like stepping. So, but I think it's changing now. Definitely changing now. Yeah, it's definitely changing now. I think maybe around the time I don't know how old you are now, but when I went to 
when I moved for college, I would say like six years ago, mm. maybe out not six, that's a stretch, but five, four years ago, five, yeah, four years ago. I know we're around the same age. Yeah. So like yeah, so like five, maybe four years ago, it was completely dead. Like they were still in the process of gentrifying everything. Yeah. And then like as soon as I came back, maybe like four like well, I was still going back, but like after like the fourth year, I was like, they had the whole design district built, art district. Yeah, it was a completely different. It's like, yo. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But like, I'm happy about them implementing different things that people can do in Florida. But at the same time, it's like, damn, I know the history though. Like that yeah. used to be, that used to be the hood. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. At Melrose, they're running through Melrose right now. Like they are gentrifying the hell out of my roads. And that's our first historic black city down there. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's always a tough process. Cause like, that's what New York's going through right now. And it's just like, it's, you know, how it is. It's, it's always. New York has, has always had like little art scenes. For, yeah. Like they didn't completely destroy. Well, I'm pretty sure in some cases, but there were some areas where it was already, involved in the community like Harlem yeah, it's Harlem's yeah. known for their art you know Brooklyn's uh Soho where Andy Warhol Keith Haring and Everybody. Basquiat were yeah, at yeah. it was just always these little communities but it's weird be- in Florida specifically to me because like they are literally like destroying communities in order yeah. to build something that will be more of a, I would say more of a tourist attraction. I don't really think they do it for the community as much as they say they do it. I think it's more as like bringing more money into the area. I mean, something crazy that people don't really know is like in in general, like, I mean, like New York is just, New York has been doing the gentrification thing like for a while. So we don't even really get to see the places where they fully erase the, the, you know, the, the communities. Central Park and stuff like black communities used to live there, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I feel like New York is New York. When we compare New York to America, I feel like New York is like the New York is always a few steps ahead, but it's the same thing. It's like a good example of like where everywhere else is going because like we're seeing gentrification in real time in New York, like really fast. Like next year, there might be a whole influx of hippie hipsters and stuff like coming through, and everything gets super expensive in the span of a year. But Florida has been taking like four or five years and now we're seeing it and we're still seeing them build it up. And we're just like, yo, like we don't like this, but it's going kind of slow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like yeah. it's not, it's not as quick. So like we we're able to kind of like really see what's going on. It's, it's so crazy. The world we live in. Yeah. It's strange. I just always wonder like, why don't they reach out to the communities and just like really understand what the community would want and because I don't think any black community, any Hispanic, Mexican, any heritage, any ethnicity, any community would be like, yeah, we don't want an art district. We don't it's not I don't think we would say that. I think it's more uh, about like where are you going to place it? Yeah. Like maybe in the next wave of city planners, architects, we will be looking at and speaking to the community directly rather than just like some board member that will suggest, Hey, this is the community that you should go to. I think that would be like the next step in like actually uplifting the community, making it a better community. Yeah. Cause like we said, it's, they don't, they don't, they don't okay. <laughs> keep in mind. 
And I think it's important, whoever is like in school now, like anyone that's pursuing architecture, city planning, development, they are taking these things into account. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I was actually reading not too long ago about that, um, the black community in Central Park. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. It's I like I learned about it maybe like last week, but it's... That was crazy. I had no idea. Like Central Park has has been Central Park for like 200 years. It's crazy because it's been around for 200 years, but before those 200 years, it was black people there probably yeah. for like 100, 200 years. Yeah. It's it's really weird. Like I know more of the history of Florida since like, you know, I went to school in Florida, so like most of most of my like, you know, like independent study was like based in Florida because I could literally like pull up to the locations. But yeah, like that's a common trend that we see in history. Like, you know, we, when we think the past, we think like everyone black was doing really bad, but like there's a lot of occurrences where the black community was doing so good that the local white community was upset and decided to run them out of town or Mm -hmm. them. like that's, or they just felt like a, a, something else needed to be built and just yeah. decided, you know, y'all don't deserve this. Yeah. We're just going to take it from you. Well, now they do it more peacefully now, but before it was always like lynching and like, it, it was always super violent. Cause you know, back then it, it wasn't, the government wasn't as structured as it is now. Like, everyone had guns. And it's like, yo, you be playing. But now like, I mean, it, it's, we take it with a grain of salt because now they have way more power in being able to do that. But like, you know, no one has to die at least, but it's still not the wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went to college. Do you feel like college developed you in any way? I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, college was kind of like my incubation period. I was able to kind of test out a lot of different things. Um, as far as like the education and like my major and everything, like I was always switching that around because like from the academic side of things, outside of my minor and a few tidbits I was actually interested in, it wasn't really like for me personally, like where I actually got my value in school. Like I would never regret, I'd never regret going to school and I would never tell someone don't go to school. But like, I just would, like my little sister's about to head off to college. I just always tell her like, be mindful. Like if you're going, you know, you got to either go get something technical that's going to get you your money back. If you're looking at it from a money perspective or understand like, you know, if not, if you want to go do something that's a little more like out there, like you're going to have to like really grind and build it up for yourself so you can make sure college is worth it. But on the social side of things, that's really where I flourished in college. I made a lot of connections and like I understand did like I understand now how to brand yourself and how to like rebrand and reinvent yourself basically. Cause when I first was coming up from floor, like from South Florida, I was a producer and everyone at school knew me as a producer when I was in college. Like, you know, I made beats. So I was pulling up, I was trying to see where the rappers was at, like, you know, like, and like, that's really all people really knew me for. And I was in the cut and I knew a lot of like athletes and stuff like that. And then I kind of fell off for a bit. You know, I was trying to figure out life and then I was able to rebrand myself as a photographer. And like, it really taught me how to like socialize and how to understand how to like, you know, how to play your role in like a social ecosystem and how to kind of who to touch hands with and how to, you know, build your, your business or build your face or build your brand basically. And that was all something I learned just through navigating the college party scene. And then once I had that unlocked, then I went on the other side of the city 
And I started messing with the people downtown, like, you know, like, like bigger people. And then like the non-college side until like I kind of had the whole city like, okay, this guy right here is the truth. And then I was, you know, like, that's, that's basically the biggest thing I learned from college. And also like to appreciate learning by yourself. Cause like, that's the most valuable thing you can do is like always have a thirst to learn something. Hmm. That's those are some good points. Definitely agree with you on most of the things you said. I think all of them about you telling your sister, you know, to be mindful about what you're doing in college and how you're going to progress yourself in college. Because I know when I went to college, I had, well, I already had kind of like an idea, but when you're like 17, 18, it's kind of hard to just focus, 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 focus. So like you being big brother, it's dope that you told her like, you know, when you go to college, kind of like think through things that you're doing. It's hard when you're that young, but you know, it'll help you in the long run. It'll help you in the long run. Sure. Were you producing, you were producing in college too? Um, a little bit. Uh, like I, I didn't really like, I, I worked with some local artists then, but I wasn't really like producing, producing. Like at that point, like after my first or second year, I was more so like connecting people. Like mm-hmm. I think Melly was popping, YNW Melly was popping. And so I got a few of my boys to get some placements for him. And I was just networking with a lot of people. That's and, dope. Yeah. I didn't know you worked with him. Yeah. I mean, yes. like, yeah, he, he cool. Like it's- I a few times, I shot him a few times. I don't know much about him. I only see what goes on on social media, but I I know that he's from Florida. So I'm just like, it's crazy, like how every every artist really is connected in Florida because the scene is so small. Yeah, basically, it's like the movers and the shakers always kind of touch hands, like you know, one way or another. Like I met Marilyn when I was in Broward, and then I'd be shooting an event in Orlando, and I see I'd run into him. Um, yeah, in general, like you know, you, you just meet people. And people know people. Like I went to school with Kodak. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like you'll know people. You'll meet people. Like I got I got uh, another dude I went to school with named TJ 3K, and like he's he's like low key killing it out out west. Like I'm just like that's lit. Like you never really know, but it's kind of it feels sometimes feel like we're destined. Cause like, yeah, like I went to school with Lil Pump. I didn't really see him like that. Yeah. I didn't really know him, but like we went to the same school. Um, a lot of football players came out of the school I went to. What Ely. school did you go to? I went to Ely. Ely. Yeah. I went to Flanagan, which is like Broward. Yeah, school. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They most mostly Flanagan. All they did was promote sports, sports, sports. That was Ely. So like people would really just transfer to go to that school to go play on the football team. Yeah, that was Ely for the basketball team. The football team was good too, but when I was there, the main focus was the basketball team. They always have a solid basketball team. So I'm curious, like, how did you end up really getting into the photography after college or or um, during college? I think you said during college. So during college, like, so you know, fast forward to like my junior year. At first, I was I, I actually dropped out for a few semesters because I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I just gotta get my money up, you know, whatever. Um, and then I decided to re-enroll. I, I found out that the school just recently had an artist management program that I was like super interested in. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me check that out. I signed up for it. The first semester was like straight like music business classes. 
And I realized on the syllabus, like, they didn't have anything else. Like, it was just like, like everything else was like more so like hotel stuff and like, you know, it was just weird because the, the major is called entertainment management, but it really seemed like it was like, well, what I later found out was that that was just a major for people to like work for Disney, basically, because Disney, like two years later, partnered up with UCF to like create a whole curriculum. And if you're going to go work for Disney, you can get signed on and go to school for free. But like what they presented to me as was like artist management and they had music business classes. So I did those classes. Um, there's a few artists down here that I was managing. Um, one notable one is Haja. Uh, she's an R&B singer. Um, I actually have to touch base with her again because I haven't really heard too much from her recently. But, you know, with Corona and everything going on, like everyone's kind of been ducked off. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of going back and forth, like trying to link with her and that's some Orlando artists I was working with and producers I was working with. And I just started taking pictures. I'd pull up to events. I'd sneak on backstage or whatever, take some pictures. And, um, like, that was doing well, but, like, people, like, regular, like, friends and, like, people in my network were hitting me up to kind of do, like, more fashion stuff. And that was actually starting to pay me versus, like, doing all that free stuff. Because, like, people don't really realize. A lot of the time when you're taking all those cool pictures of celebrities and all that stuff like that, like, it's cool. But it takes a while before you're actually paid. It's not a easy, it's not something easy to just jump into and like, you know, get your money right away. And uh, me being a college kid, like I'm more focused on the bread. For advice for photographers or people trying to get into that, just keep that in mind. It's a balance. At the end of the day, yeah, we love it because we're creatives, but like you create regardless. So like make sure you could eat off it unless you have another source of income because they will let you, they will get you. Like you will be out here doing all the coolest stuff you gonna look like you're famous to your friends. And you're not eating off of it, and that's a no-no. We don't do that. Like you got to be able to eat off your talent and your hard work that you put in. So, for me personally, uh, I got to a point where I was like, "All right, I'll just do these paid gigs more and more." Still, was still doing like the music stuff and everything, and I still do. Like when I moved to New York uh, last year, I was working with a few labels and stuff. Um, but yeah, basically, the fashion stuff took me into that lane. And then, you know, with fashion, you have to look at outfits and find locations. And that was like the start of me learning how to mood board and everything like that. And it kind of just kept on building. I went to New York a few times for fashion week in between that just to pull up. I started building my network out here. And I said, when I graduate, I'm going to come to New York. I did it. I jumped the gun. I did it before I graduated. And I did like my last semester online last year. And that was like history. Like I was out here. Oh, so you graduated. Yeah, I graduated. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. It's tough, but you know, we did it. Yeah. I mean, everybody, it's a journey. College is a journey. Yeah, it is a journey for sure. So you jumped the gun, you moved to New York. Yeah, I moved to New York uh, last July or closer to August, actually. I moved last August. I was up here and it was kind of just figuring things out. I was was staying with fam at the time and I was just trying to piece it together. It took a few months like for me to actually get a job to forever. But I was working at Pier 59, like one of the bigger fashion studios, fashion photography studios um, in New York. And I was like working as an equipment assistant, working overnight shifts. And I was kind of just soaking up the game. Like I was learning everything about setting up equipment, how lighting works, basically everything that I would have learned if I went to a traditional like photography school for college. 
Mm-hmm. But like when I was in school, I tried to take some photography classes and I failed them all. Gonna do that because like it was like a lot of technical stuff that I already understood. You know, they want you to like take a thousand pictures at different exposures, like kind of like busy work. You know, like, I'm not gonna do that. So I just dropped the classes. But getting the hands-on experience was definitely like really, really, really amazing. And just getting to meet all the amazing photographers and people at that job for the seven or so months I worked there was like amazing. That is amazing because we're going to pay basically to learn exactly. how to do photography. Exactly. And, and like, you're also building connections at the same time with people in the industry. Exactly. Like and A lot of people don't even realize that some trades like photography, interior design, you can start off with working for a company and getting trained on the entry level status. Cause I got into interior design just from, I didn't even start studying interior architecture until after I actually got the job in interior design. Um, but mm-hmm. that's a side note, but you can basically learn the skills that you want at a job. Yeah. For instance, you don't, go to school or you can't go to school for some reason, there's yeah. always a good route because you get the real life connections and you get to actually see how things work in reality. Because a lot of things you learn in school, it's not exactly how it goes down in real life. At People all. aren't professional in real life. Not everyone is professional as it is in school. School is really, really professional compared to what it is in real life. Exactly. And like also some things that you learn in school are not even practical in a real life situation, it really depends. But yeah, like I'd always tell people, like if you're really serious about something, like try to put yourself in a position where you can actually like really absorb it. Because school, you're in school for what at most eight hours a day, and then like you're also in the work when you're studying. If you're at work or you're doing something, like that whole time you're there, you're soaking in game. Because like at my job, I wasn't touching cameras; like they didn't let me shoot anything, and I worked at night, so like literally, I'd be at most. When people are wrapping up or shoots like overtime, I'll see what's going on there a little bit if I'm bringing them in any equipment they need. But I was mostly just setting up lights at night for the next day or, you know, so like, and I still learned so much. Like that took my game to the next level for sure. Like it it really, like now I understand lighting and like I know how to manipulate lighting. Before that, I was just a natural light guy. Like, oh yeah, we can take pictures outside. I know when golden hour is. But now I can actually consider myself like an actual like photographer because I can manipulate light. Mm-hmm. And that real world experience is always amazing. You went back to college. You graduated. Was that something you wanted to do, like to come finish your degree? Like you wanted uh, to go back and finish your degree? I'm not going to lie to you. Um, like I was in a relationship at the time and it was more so like my girlfriend at the time, like pushing me to finish school because like. I I was completely fine with just dropping out. Like I didn't really care for school at that point. I kind of felt like college was a scam, and you know wasn't really like, feeling it. And then, lo and behold, like I came back, and then I found photography. And then, like I mean, I barely graduated. By the way, like it got to a point where I was like traveling. And I didn't have time to really, you know, do schoolwork or complete assignments. Or I was like, all right, do you want to make $1,000 or do you want to take this final exam? I'm always good with the money. Like, it, it was really rough. But had I not went back, I would not have found photography. So, like, it kind of went hand in hand. So I was just like, you know what? I'm here. I'm almost done now. Let me finish it. Yeah. 
I mean, shout out to your to your. You said ex- your ex girlfriend or your yeah, current girlfriend? She's still family. Yeah. Shout out to her. I mean, yeah, she's a real one. She's a real one. I think school is school is is like a stepping stone. Yeah, for sure. It's just a stepping stone, but it definitely has its benefits and its downfalls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it, you just gotta look at the bigger picture. Yeah, uh, you know, coming from where we come from in South Florida, like you know, it it, it could get kind of bad. Like it had, like you know, like my environment was not really the most peaceful, whether at home or like just outside. Like you know, like you know, especially like where I'm from, I'm, like it's you know, it gets a little mixy. So like, people are getting shot outside, people selling drugs, all that kind of stuff. So like, you don't really have that long term vision that you need as a creative, or, like in general, like. As a human, you need a long-term vision to really be considered successful, regardless of what you base your success on. Um, and college, that was like my that was like my playing field to learn how to have more long-term vision because it wasn't like I had to look around my shoulder every day anymore. I was kind of just like, all right, like we're here, we're chilling. I could build something, and mm-hmm. like it's it's important. It's definitely necessary if you have that vision before you have to go to school like by the time you finish high school or whatever like kudos to you like just run it up go do it but some people it takes some time and college would give you that extra time to figure it out so you got into photography i read on your site you do motion direction yeah i do i do um i do video work um i haven't really like it's kind of died down a bit but i also used to intern at like art galleries in Florida and I interned at one in New York while I was up there. Um, when I first got up there, I should say. So basically with that, um, I was doing like a lot of video work for them, whether it was like artist interviews, recaps, they had a exhibit. Yeah. Like they had a new exhibition. I would like, you know, shoot it for promo. Um, and also like, I play around with like music videos because my heart's always in music. That was like my first like creative endeavor. So I do a lot of directing and editing for videos on the side. That's dope. That's dope. So you just always circle back to where you um start out, which is music. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I'll be able to gr- bridge that gap between between like like you know doing like like higher paying photography work, like more so like in the commercial lifestyle field of things and fashion and then transitioning to music like if i could combine them all together one day which i'm working on like that'd be great because like at the end of the day i feel like music is what drives the culture and like my job as a photographer is to capture the culture at the end of the day like yeah like you you make your money you do everything else but my job is to like really document what's going on around us you know from my perspective obviously as a photographer you're a storyteller so at the end of the day your job is to create the narrative that you see put out to the world basically and music is something that's super dear to my heart so i want music to kind of like be incorporated in everything it's all of the different arts i feel like fit hand in hand together there's no fashion fashion company that's not working with a music artist they have to grab music more than likely to put in their fashion shows yeah. and you need the the photographers to come in and take the picture the videographers to go in and shoot the video so it all works hand in hand i feel like graphic artists like they need the graphic artists to come in and make graphics for fabrics yeah. and vice versa like 
for example, like shoe companies, same thing goes on. They need someone. They need someone that's good with art in order to make a shoe, and then you need someone that can photograph it, and then you need a, someone that is creative to storytell. Like, why are you even making this product? So, yeah. I think um, what you're saying as far as your new project, if you're since you're gonna be doing it from your perspective, it'll be really dope because you get to actually see who you are personally and connect all the little things that you do together in one format. And then people exactly. will have a better, even better understanding of you. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. And more so like, I don't know. I feel like we need more of our voices out there because, you know, right now we have black voices, but it's very, it's very niche. It's not, it's not indicative of like, so many people out there. I, I want us to have like more voices that can, you know, describe the, ex- the black experience through the different, you know, perspectives, basically. And that's like my biggest goal now. Yeah, that's dope. That's that's a really good topic. It's the different black perspectives. Yeah. Because what I experience is probably completely different from what someone else may experience that's the same color as me. Because exactly. color doesn't really determine what you're going through. Yeah, at the end of the day, like it, it, like I mean, we're all black, so there's like the base level of being black. Like when we're out in the world, you know, the general idea of us. But even still, like you, um, you know, you came from South Florida and you're in New York, or there, there could be a different experience than someone who came from South Florida and went to Ohio, or someone else from Ohio and came to New York. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just so many experiences, and we're all into different things. We all have our own preferences, our own orientations. And so it's just so forth. And our even our family life affects how we perceive things and the yeah. that we have. So it's just like we need more. We need more. Like like we don't we don't ever like and I'm not like we don't ever really, you know, sit here and generalize how white people are in reality. Or especially like from a like a like a a TV or like just a social a societal standpoint. Like we have movies. And they're different people every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have so much range in terms of how they're represented. Yeah. Us and other groups of minorities, not so much. I would love to see, like, the only show that um, that really show Black people in different perspective. A different world? I can't remember. I think In Living Color. In Living Color. In Living Color? In Living Color and A Different World are both pretty good. Yeah. And it showed people... Uh, uh, in living color specifically show pe- like a and like the Wayne's brothers like where yeah. they show like different dynamics oh, and relationships exactly. with black people yeah. where a lot of times people thought white people at least they thought like black people lived in poverty or black people they only were they only were thugs gangster rappers you know like yeah. that type of stereotyping of us and me personally I I grew up in a middle class family. My dad lived in one state in New York. My mom lived in Florida. The reason I am who I am today is because I was able to experience living on two different two different states exactly. my whole childhood. You know, and people don't white people don't typically get to hear these kind of stories. Like yeah. some black people too, you know, but it's all about just people like just more representation really cuz yeah. like yeah. That's really what's what is missing. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really what it is. We need more representation. We need more people's stories out there so that way like there's not as much generalization. So 
Do you have any other projects you're working on? Um, yeah, I'm actually working on a. That photo you want to share? <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'm working on a photo book right now. Um, kind of like doing my part so far, especially with everything that's been going on. Just like, um, I read this book by Gordon Parks, which is like one of like the most monumental Black photographers that we have like documented. I'm sure there's a lot more amazing black photographers that we just never heard about because no one cared to write about them but gordon parks is like big time like he was he was like you know he shot fashion he shot so much and um he didn't shoot a vogue cover but he shot for vogue so like you know like because you know people see tyler mitchell and they're like oh you know but he shot for vogue he just never got a vogue cover there's been black photographers to shoot for vogue just not a vogue cover um but he I uh, wrote this book called Weapons of Choice. Um, and it was kind of just describing his life and how, like, you know, you know especially being black in, in, well, his perspective was that from a black man, but I feel like any black person can relate, man, woman, however you want to identify yourself. Um, you know, your first instinct is to be upset and to be indignant with the state of society that you're in right now. Um, and, you know, some people pick up guns, some people go to war. Some people, you know, don't do anything at all. They pick up drugs, but his weapon of choice was his camera. And he went around just trying to document the world and how he thought things. And, you know, like, and ended up, like, he was one of those photographers that shot a lot of stuff for the government and, like, you know, like just depicting black life and stuff like that back in, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, but it kind of just brought me back to this point. Like, for me, like I've seen a lot of photographers like documenting the protests and stuff like that, which I'm all for. But personally, like I've also seen some photographers kind of profit off of it. Like, you know, and at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to eat. I respect it. But like, I know, like I've, I, I've observed a few that literally are only doing this to like, you know, get their followers up or get their money up. Um mm-hmm. Which I support, but like that's just not me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a very genuine person, and like I don't do documentary photography. And also, like with my situation right now, like you know, I don't want to put anyone I'm around. I'm living with that risk because I do live with immunocompromised people. So like that's not how I'm gonna go about you know documenting or sharing the narrative. So with this project I'm working on now, um, it's basically just gonna be me trying to capture. Um, you know, a wide range of black people, like, you know, as diverse as I can get it. I'm starting with my social network and also people that I've just ran into and shot in the past. And then it's going to kind of just be a collection. Uh, I'm still deciding how I'm going to like really elaborate on their experiences, uh, depending on like the format of the book. Maybe I can even get some quotes or some, you know, just a phrase from each of the people that are going to be part of the book. But yeah, just something that, you know, we could kind of look at that gives you an idea what their life is. Like, you know, like a, a glimpse into their life, basically, with the picture being the start of it. So I've been working on this project actually a little before the pandemic um, and before, like, what's been going on now with these protests. But after observing and just being alive during this time, yeah, I'm kind of like getting a clear understanding of like the direction of the book. I've just been building up on it. So hopefully it'll be done by September, but we're going to see. I really want to make it as impactful as I can. I love that idea. I love what you're doing with the project. Thank you. Thank you. It's showing, like we just talked about, Black black people and diverse, how diverse we are, basically. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to to see it whenever it comes out. That photo book. Yeah, it's gonna be fun for sure. You so you're documenting just friends, anyone, basically friends, people that you come across in life. There's no like specific yeah. person, right? Yeah, like I I mean I want to actually get more creative, so that's why I'm saying like all right, like like definitely like once we're like I can get a studio up and running up there, like I'm definitely gonna ask you like if you're comfortable to pull up and we could shoot like because I want I wanted to have like different sections because I do want creatives, but one thing I realize in the creative community is sometimes we kind of like I don't know like we take ourselves a little too seriously, which is good in other senses because you know like when you're dealing with your corporate clients when you're when you're dealing with work. You need to take yourself serious because people, especially you being black or a minority, they're going to like try to try to like, you know, little boy, you like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But on the flip side, what I've encountered is like, I think people kind of take being creative too serious too. like, like at the end of the day, we're all like born with the creative ability. You know, us who define ourselves or label ourselves as creatives is just that, you know, we chose to kind of jump the gun and just tap into that 100 percent versus other people that might have just been more comfortable working a job and, you know, they express their creativity in different ways. Um, but I don't know, like in my experience sometimes, like, and I understand because it's really hard being a creative entrepreneur, um, especially like when no one around you gets you. But sometimes I feel like we ostracize our own selves by like, you know, oh, you wouldn't understand. You're not a creative or even that label itself. Like, because I'll see people on social media be like, non-creatives are so da 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 And I'm just like, yeah, y'all bugging. It's not that deep, but um, I want to have both. I want to have a spread of people that, you know, would consider themselves non-creative or like, you know, just they work a job or whatever. Like, like I just want a full range, but Mm -hmm. I still also want to highlight all the creative homies and all the people that have their own grind and that are like, you know, trying to figure things out for themselves or that doing really well. Um, And maybe I'll section it off. Maybe it'll just be like a mixed bag. But the goal is like, to, to get a nice range. Like once I feel like there's a nice enough spread, then I'll be like, all right, like it's ready. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's dope. Uh, so you're going to do mostly studio shots and I'm down to be a part. I'm not one of those persons that's going to be like, yeah, I don't like take pictures or I don't, I just want to work on my own projects. I'm down. I love supporting people. Like this is basically why I made this podcast is, Share people's stories. I mean, as Black people, I feel like we there's some people that have that mindset where they don't want to work with just anybody, and then there's yeah. some people that are willing to really support each other. I'm I like to support people. I feel like there's people like I feel like sometimes Black some Black people will be worried that they might be cutting into their own financial gain by work putting helping or supporting another black people. Yeah. Another black person. But there's enough money for everyone. There's tons of white people that are millionaires. There's tons of white people that have a lot of that make good amount of money, that make a living. We shouldn't be worried about money as far as like I want to be that person that makes the money. Cause that's that's a really like dumb way to, to yeah. think about it. Because like I said, we are a very small percentage of how many people are in the world. We're a tiny percentage. So that's the le- that should be the least of our worries. Like, look at the bigger picture. Look at the other communities and how they're able to flourish and support each other. The Jewish communities, the white communities, the even in different like different countries, Africa, 
in Africa, you know, Africans support each other. You know, there's nothing wrong with supporting people. For sure, for sure. And uh, it's not going to just be studio shots. Um, honestly, it'll be whatever. Like, because, like, there's some people that I already have that, like, I have some homies in LA that I might not be seeing. I have some friends out in Europe. So, like, whatever I have, I kind of work with. All right, like, I'm going to work with. Because, like, mm-hmm. I also want it to be, like, colorful. And, like, my work has kind of progressed from, like, you know, being more, I guess, quote unquote, professional and studio, like, type. From like before when I was just out in the street, like taking colorful pictures by colorful buildings, you know, like so it's gonna be a mixture. Um, but for me right now, I'm more focused on just the voices. Like I wanna have a nice spread. I don't want it to be biased or too biased or anything. Like I really want it to be um as as like spread out and as cool as it can be, because I feel like in general, from a general standpoint, whenever we get representation for other black experience, which is by no means anyone's fault because people are just like, you know, voicing their own narratives, but it's, it's always very skewed. Like it's either one or the other. And it's, it's, it's always the same thing too. So the goal with this is to kind of like break out of that a bit and kind of give some type of range. And I mean, it's, it's going to be a mission. Like I'm not, I probably, it's probably going to be broken up into several projects because like, you know, like, you could only find so many people at one given point, especially during the time we're in right now where everyone's at the crib, like people are scared to come outside and for good reason, like this virus is out of, out of control. But, um, I just want to start, like I want to start on a good foot and I want to have some range just because like, I feel like we've been doing a poor job of representing ourselves in the photography community, personally speaking as black photographers, not all of us though. I'd like, but at least from what I've observed, like people with the platform, like I feel like there's not enough diversity. What do you feel like gets, um, what story do you feel like gets photographed the most? I mean, I don't like, it's so weird because to me, I feel like we get black women photographed the most, but we don't really hear their voice when they're photographed. It's more so like you're an object or not even an object, but like, it's like, where it, I feel like a lot of times it's like, but I've seen a change, especially like in, you know, like in my eyes, our black women photographers are the best because they be capturing, they be hitting where they need to hit. And like, they're the ones kind of developing these projects, but I don't know, like I'll, I'll see, I'll see like us photographing them beautifully um, from what I've seen personally, but I'm, you know, I'm 23. I like, I want to be stood corrected, but, um, like I'll see women being photographed and they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. And they're, they're represented in a way that's amazing. They look great, but there's not really, you know, like there's not that much depth. Like, I feel like we don't really hear their voice. Whereas men, like now we're starting to hear a little bit more about men. Like I seen like the black boy joy thing. And now we're like seeing like, uh, a play into the black man's masculinity. We're seeing a lot more voices from the LGBTQ community in terms of like, you know, like masculinity, which is cool. Um, but I feel like that's the main focus. Like when I look at like, when I look at like what's really, I guess, popping or like what's getting the most love or attention is mostly playing with male masculinity towards that direction. And then we'll have women here occasionally like spotted out. And then like, I mean, we have like, you know, the black boy joy movement and stuff like that. But it's still very skewed, in my opinion. 
if that makes sense. I, yeah, I can I can see where you where you're coming from because I think it's like with social media, it can overemphasize something. And when something is really popping, someone that is a photographer that doesn't have it could just make influence people basically very yeah, easily. Exactly. exactly. And you know, it's important to really just develop your own concepts. You know, if you yeah. like if someone's already yeah. doing this, you know, try and do something a little different. <laughs> yeah. And, and, exactly. I, and I think that's what's happening. Like it's popping right now. So let me try and do it when it should be like, oh well, that's dope. How can I redevelop that into something? Yeah, how can I build on that? Exactly. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I want to see everyone represented. Even and the thing is, another thing with that is whatever's popular is what's really going to be promoted as far as as magazine getting published in magazines and like you know, like honestly, sometimes even being represented or getting these paid gigs, you have to be ahead of the curve on what's popping. I guess because sometimes what you'll see is that a lot of these publications, a lot of these people in the positions to hire us, you know, they tend not to be our skin color. Let's just mm-hmm. put it like that. So they're kind of just scrambling to be like, oh, yeah, what's the next big black artist or thing we could just throw on here? Not all the time. And, you know, I don't mean to offend anybody, but that's just a, I guess, a very cynical observation that I've made. But for me personally, I just want to see more from us and I want to see more. I just want to see more representation. I love what's going on and I'm in no way against any anything like at all. I, me saying what I see, it's not it's not an attack on anybody because it needs to be said. It needs to be viewed. And it we've we've made so many strides because of that kind of work and because of like that 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 narrative that got brought to light. But I, I definitely want to see more. Like I do want to see more about women in general. I want that to be you know, like, let's make that a trend. You know what I'm saying? Like, more perspectives. And, yeah, that's that's the goal with this project that I'm working on right now. I want to have a nice spread. But, yeah, I'm probably going to start small and then, like, break it off in a section just so I could really get in-depth with it. That's a good way to, to start. Who who are your favorite photographers, creative right now? Right, right now. Like, or, uh, yeah, right now, right. or just people that you find inspiring all the time i mean as like right now like people that are living around me honestly i'm i'm like very very like pro-black and like who i'm looking at some of my favorite photographers as of right now mark clennan that's that's the homie he's he's fire dana scruggs i love her those are two photographers i love your work in terms of design like i still need to grab that that leather vest and thank you here moss because that man's stepping like that man is stepping uh, Kirby is stepping. And as far as like painters, there's Gianni Lee. He's like, he's really fire. Um, I actually got a chance to like really be like kind of more into his work like during the last fashion week because like he was doing a whole bunch of street murals and like it was like, oh, like fashion better be getting you paid or something like that. I'm like, yo, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty bold. That's a bold statement to be writing outside of freaking Spring Studios. <laughs> um, and like from there, I kind of like really liked his work. And 
Yeah, and then like music, there's too many artists that I love musically. Yeah, I could say the same as far as there are so many talented creative people. I also love Pierre Moss, Kirby. Yeah. When I found out about him, I just fell in love. I just became an instant fan. When I seen it and I was like looking at where they start, like I dive in deep into Kirby and like where he started from, how he got into what, how he got into fashion and like little pitfalls that he went through. And I really just started to, I became really connected with his brand because it really I don't know if you ever followed his journey but it's what a lot of creatives experience as far as him learning about it when he was a kid and then becoming kind of moving away from it because of just life but then circling right back into it because that's where what he's actually what he's actually passionate about Mm -hmm. exactly and then finances being kind of a driving factor if if he should continue or what he loves and so ever since I found out about him I looked into him and I looked at like the different works that he's creating I just fell in love I also like this uh designer her name is Sheila the designer she is a black uh she's a black designer Chicago um she makes really dope denim and she she does like custom, normally custom made to order type of things. Exactly, what you're talking about. She has like those stacked pants. She goes crazy with the pants. Yeah, yeah. yo, wow. she's yeah. like one of my big. Like, I love her work. I've been, I've been following her. I don't know how I f- came across her page, but I found it, and I was just, I just fell in love with her work because one, she's a queer woman doing what she's doing. Yeah. Which is that is right there is a task and a cool. challenge in that itself cool. being a queer black woman in design that's not very that's not something that people are open with a lot of the times it's a black woman so i've been following her joe fresh goods uh, and obviously my own peers you sean c kanji saeed like everyone that i grew up in florida i follow to this day like everyone that i've ever worked with from the events i still follow to this day that's probably like where a lot of my inspiration stems from and then, like, bigger designs like Helmut Lane. Yeah. Um, Acne. I love Acne's branding, like, top 10. Yeah. And then... Fine branding. Pharrell is one of my bigger inspirations. His creativity is is super dope. He's also, like, 40, so that really is why he's so creative. He's mastered creativity at this point. Yeah, <laughs> he's mastered it, but, yeah. Those are, like, some of my favorites. Right now, at least. Yeah, he's he's up there. Um, there's so many, like, there's there's so much inspiration out here. Honestly, it's it's crazy. That's why, like, when people tell me they're uninspired, I always kind of just be like, "Yo, you tripping?" Like, uh, my but my favorite uh Picasso quote is um that like inspiration comes from doing. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, whether you just start doing something, you get inspired, or like, you know, you could easily just open up your computer or your phone and just look at all the amazing stuff that's going on around you. It might not get that much publishing or it might not get that much press around it. There's so many amazing, astonishingly amazing people out here. My boy, my boy has, my boy Naldo has his brand. Uh, it's, it's based out of New York. It's called Yampa Studios. It's really fire. And one of my other homies has Rocky Worldwide. And it's just like little stuff. Like for me, I'm, a, I'm more of a streetwear guy. Like when it comes to clothes, I also like to switch it up, and I love like I love how you have the eco friendly thing going. And then, like I said, that leather vest, man, I gotta grab it. I'm playing, <laughs> <laughs> but like I love like mixing different materials and textiles, and just you know mixing stuff together. But streetwear is really where my heart is at. 
you know, but you got to be able to switch it up. But like, yeah, anything in streetwear, I love it, man. Like right now I've been working on shirts and stuff, just playing around with stuff is a different medium just because I can't necessarily go out and shoot right now. Like I'm not really trying to risk my health that much and risk the health of people around me more. So, so it's playing around, but there's so much amazing stuff going on in the world right now amidst all the chaos that we're in. Just got to tap in. Yeah, we have to find a balance. And there, like like you said, inspiration is by doing. For me, when I am kind of feeling uninspired, I tend to read a book or I look at a photography book or I'll go on like a blog and try and find someone dope doing something and it kind of just ignites that fire again. Yeah, for sure. Try doing what you normally do. But for me, that doesn't normally work. I kind of have to dream a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> dream a little bit on it. But yeah, there's so many dope people doing stuff and in the midst of all what's going on the pandemic covid um black lives matter movement and then you know the mass black killings that are going on right now you know there's you have to like kind of find that balance if i sat here and i just continue to scroll on instagram twitter all the time i don't that that would really that can really start to affect you Really yeah. tremendously, which it should af- make you feel something. You should be affected a little bit, but you don't not a little that. bit. You should feel an effect, but to constantly see it is not healthy. Yeah, you know, you you have to be conscious. Like just like when you eat, you can't eat trash all day. You know, you can't eat things that are not good for you. You don't want to eat things that are going to hurt your body in the long term. It's the same with your mental. I mean, outside of the foolish conversations we have on a regular day, what's going on outside now is like traumatic. And yes, you need to be aware of it. But at this point, if you're not aware of it, you're living under a rock. You're willfully ignorant. Mm -hmm. Because you're aware of it does not mean that you need it to be in your face 24-7. We do not need to see all these people getting shot in front of us because as someone who's seen someone get shot in front of me in real life. Like I should not, I should not be numb to that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not okay. And it's not, it's not any good for you because that comes with a a sense of trauma. And that comes with like, there's so much mentally that goes on when you are programming yourself to be, you know, used to that kind of stuff. So I always tell people take it with a grain of salt and like, remember to unplug because there's no reason for you to not, be able to go about your day now because of all this that's going on in the world when half of it has been going on forever. Like you just weren't paying attention to it yet, you know? Yeah. So, Yo, I'm sorry you had to experience that. I mean, it's, it's, it's life. It happens. Um, it's, you know, you make certain choices, you come into contact with certain things. That's, that's, that's that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, at the end of the day, you gotta, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta make sure you take care of yourself. So, yeah, social media is not the best. Mental health, spiritual health, physical health, you need all that. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. At all. But, yo, it was great having you on here. Like, I think I could continue this conversation for a while. <laughs> all right, for sure. Take it easy. Be safe. And to everyone out there, be safe. Drink your tea. Be safe. Wear a mask. Thanks for tuning in to Nicole ZZ on air. 
Make sure to visit our website, NicoleZZStudio.com, and Instagram, NicoleZZStudio, where you can subscribe to our list for updates on the show.